0: This is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. We're glad you could join us. Uh, Last couple of evenings, we've had the opportunity, my wife and I, to enjoy a little staycation at the Walt Disney World Resort. We stayed at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and I wanted to share with you our experience with that and what uh, we experienced going through the Disney World resort in a COVID-19 world. Uh, we'll talk about the amenities, we'll talk about our room, we'll talk about all the different kinds of aspects of our stay. Um, just to set you up, make sure you by the way you uh, check out our notes page at disneyatplay.com because it's going to showcase a lot of images and a lot of uh, points that we talk about here in this podcast. I should just set up that Disney's Wilderness Lodge and our living here in Orlando uh, date back to the same season. I arrived in February of 94 and Disney's Wilderness uh, Lodge opened, I believe, in May of 1994. And so we have been kind of a part of this. Uh, since the beginning. We have been to the resort many, many, many occasions. Um, we have dined at all of the restaurants at uh, at the resort. In fact, I will say that over the years, Artist Point, which has now changed, and I'll talk a little bit about that later, but Artist Point has long been my favorite restaurant dining formal dining restaurant in all of the walt disney world resort properties outside of the theme parks um we i have uh jogged uh to and from uh this is before security was even stationed at the resorts but even before i started disney i would jog and then swim at the resort uh years ago back you know back in 94 95 Um, In Disney, I actually did programs that led business groups on stage and backstage at the resort. So I have been, I know this resort. I know it forward and backward. The one thing I didn't know was what it was like to stay there overnight. And so with the economy and prices being quite low, we took advantage of staying at... um, at uh, one of the villas at uh, Boulder Ridge. And we'll talk a little bit about that detail uh, later on. But um, if you're not familiar with Disney's Wilderness Lodge, know that it's really based on the uh, National Park Lodges that are found out West. And for my wife and I, I'm from Phoenix, she's from Utah. I grew up at Disneyland, she grew up in Yellowstone, so while she never stayed at Old Faithful Inn, she is familiar with these lodges and, and the idea of being um, at, this is her favorite place. This is why we chose it, because it immerses you. In fact, her best backhanded compliment and critique of our stay was when she said, this immerses you so much into making you feel like you are in Yellowstone, that it's disappointing when you realize you're not. Um, Again, kind of a backhanded compliment insult. It is, but if you've actually been, and I think one of the interesting things, and we show some images of these lodges. So if you go into, for instance, the Old Faithful Inn at Yellowstone, you will see a huge... well, not a huge, it's a multi, about three floor atrium with a big stone fireplace in its place. When you walk into Disney's Wilderness Lodge, you come into about a six, seven story atrium with again, a large um, stone fireplace with it representing at each layer the, the different rock strata found in the Grand Canyon. At Old Faithful Inn, uh, you step outside and there is Old Faithful. It's a geyser that erupts um, more or less uh, within about 10 minutes of its predicted eruption. There's a little clock inside the lodge. will tell you when they expect the next one to, to go off. At Disney's Wilderness Lodge, they have Fire Rock geyser, which, well, let's say it... it it bubbles a good 15 feet. It used to shoot up much higher. I don't know if they're still having plumbing problems. is isn't natural like, uh, like the old faithful then. In truth, when Peter Dominic and his team of architects designed this beautiful resort, they borrowed so many ideas from the... Uh, Yellowstone Inn and other national park inns that existed in the West. However, since then, in truth, um, many of these same inns have looked at what Disney's Wilderness Lodge has done and said, hey, could we be better? And in truth, they have needed to be better for some time. I remember, geez, nearly 35 years ago, My wife sold me on going up to Yellowstone and staying in a cabin. And when we got to this cabin, it was, I mean, it was, in truth, more of a shack than a cabin. It didn't look anything like the Copper Creek cabins you see at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. And so, in truth, Disney has done the lodging of the national parks better than the national parks have. And yet still, in truth, you can leave those national park inns, step uh, down a few yards or a few miles or drive them to the valleys or the mountains and see buffalo roaming on the hills when all you're going to see at Disney's Wilderness Lodge is a topiary buffalo. Or you'll have a chance to drive a number of miles and you can see the beautiful upper falls of the Yellowstone River when in truth, um, yeah, there are amazing Disney theme parks just beyond Disney's Wilderness Lodge, but all of them combined cannot create the beauty that is Yellowstone or the Grand Canyon or Yosemite or any of those parks. So in truth, it's kind of a It's a best of at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, but it isn't an absolute replacement for what truly is our national parks. Having said that, let's talk about the ambience. There is nothing that compares to the just walking into this resort and coming upon the eighth floor atrium with its lodgepole pine and the authentic totem poles on each side, the fireplaces I mentioned previously. Um, beautiful tapestries. you look down on the floor and actually the whole floor is essentially a tapestry of the um, uh, is sort of a Native American tapestry in and of itself. It's just beautifully, designed and laid out. You have this set of geysers inside the lodge that then rolls into a river that meanders onto the pool and then from there goes into another little stream that goes out toward Bay Lake. The positioning of this hotel against beautiful Bay Lake is something that's just stunning. A lot of people don't realize that um, while some people see this as kind of a fake kind of experience. Let me assure you that what is not fake are, is, is truly a museum to American heritage, to um, Native Americans. You can see works of art, works of crafts, works of tapestry, sculpture. Uh, uh, there are just these beautiful paintings and images and, and you could spend the better part of the day just walking and touring the very, it's a museum in and of itself that people don't realize is part of Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Um, little things like the chandeliers up the ceiling forming these uh, uh, teepees and uh, these end tables that have wrapped leather around them as if they're a... They were a, a drum. It's just, from bottom to top, there are just stunning little details. We're, we'll do another podcast that just covers so many of these details. By the way, it's the same when you move over to the Boulder Ridge facility. Lots of theming. You have this kind of a mind train kind of operation moving boulders um, from the ridge. You step into another atrium, much smaller, um, but very rustic in its design, very different. Uh, you have this very cool um, section that is dedicated to the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad, which was the Railwood railroad that Walt Disney established when he built a miniature train set that you could ride on through his backyard. In fact, you could see two of those Pieces from the railroad on display there. You see lots of photos of how it laid out in his backyard and so forth. Um, just um, beautiful wood carvings in it. Um, that, just, uh, just the Boulder Bridge facility is stunning in and of itself and, and stands uh, equal to most um resorts that try to create this kind of ambience and theming. And then I should also mention, in terms of ambience, there's nothing quite like the the surrounding uh, nature, the woods. There are trails to follow. There is the beautiful Bay Lake. We were walking across one bridge and saw this fairly large. It seemed to be about three uh, feet long, about a yard long, uh, this beautiful Florida otter comes scurrying across the bridge and then, and then jumped into a small stream. Uh, it was. It really is. Still, it isn't the. It isn't the Great West, but it still is the Southeast, and there is a lot of beauty to be found in nature here. So, I just can't uh, say enough about the ambiance of this hotel. We'll dedicate another. A podcast another day to all of the details, but all throughout you cannot help but be uh, stunned by by all the details. Now, all that said and done, reality is is that we're living in a COVID nineteen world, and so what is it like to stay at a Disney Resort Hotel during this time? Uh, when we arrived we uh, checked our luggage in it was early in the morning we were going to go to the magic kingdom for a few hours and then check into our hotel room um, the hotel check-in time has been lengthened out to four o'clock in the afternoon we got our room around three but i know some dvc folks another family that was visiting that we met at the pool and they didn't get their room till four fifteen. theoretically it's because they're spending a lot of time trying to clean and really make these rooms Uh, COVID-19 free. And I think uh, I I had no complaint for the cleanliness of the room. Not that I usually do for Disney rooms. They're usually pretty free. It wasn't overt when you step into the room um, because other than the um, remote for the TV being uh, wrapped in plastic, you didn't really sense a lot of differences there but it was definitely a very clean room and it, they had taken the time to clean it. Um, little differences um, still exist in other parts. Uh, for instance, when you visit Whispering Canyon Cafe, they used to have this thing where you'd yell out, ketchup, and I've got an image of it. And then anybody who had a ketchup at their table would come running across the room and have their ketchup. Well. Handing ketchup bottles to one another—that's not a COVID nineteen friendly kind of activity. So it's gotten a little more tempered in terms of some of the activities they have um, that they've always been known for at Whispering Canyon. Still, there was a, a there was a lot of um, joy and. Um, Uh, singing happy birthday. And there was a lot of energy coming from that cafe, despite that. Further on down, uh, the salon that is located um, just adjacent to the main uh, pool, uh, that is entirely closed. Um, The salon by the Springs is not um, available at this time. Um, So that was another thing closed. One of the things that caught our attention is we were walking through, we noticed that the trash receptacles in the Disney parks have all been propped open. So you don't have to brush your hand or touch in any way the lid of the trash receptacle. We noticed that the, the trash receptacles did not have that feature. They were not opened up and we thought, "Well, oh, that seems to be a lesser gesture toward being COVID-19 free. But after our second day of being there, we realized Hey, well, actually, most of these things are in nature. And if you didn't have a lid closed, we'd have a lot of critters going in and out of these trash receptacles. So maybe it made sense um, for them to keep the lids closed. Still, on the other hand, we were um, having um, breakfast one morning at Roaring Fork and actually took our breakfast near... Um, Geyser Point Bar and Grill the previous morning. So we had breakfast both days at the resort and tables, chairs outside. And we noticed that the tables had not been really wiped down and cleaned off. They may have been sprayed overnight, but uh, you didn't sense the cleanliness of that. In fact, I know that at one point, uh, my wife was wiping down some, some chairs at the pool so there was a little bit of sense of that. Other So the, in some ways, a couple little tiny moments like that, you kind of wondered if it was as COVID-19 free as the parks, because I think they do a, a really good uh, job at the parks. The only thing I also would mention that is part of the challenge of keeping socially distant was that, uh, the transportation, the the main transportation to and from the Magic Kingdom is by boat. Well, they stagger you in the boat so you're not um, within six feet of another party. That was all good. Still, you know, there's a little bit of waiting involved in trying to, um, to get that boat. And, and an issue with, I can't imagine them adding more people to the resort if they don't add more boats because... Uh, You can only put so many on a boat at at a time. Nobody's standing in the boats or anything of that nature. So that was a little bit of a concern as well. However, and and I really can't quite judge the transportation at this time, not having stayed enough at Disney property. The buses had the same staggered seating in it. But honestly, they came and went in a fairly good timing Uh, Our problem was that we wanted to take our oldest son to go visit the new horse barn over at Fort Wilderness. And there's usually always been a boat that connected you between the contemporary Fort Wilderness and um, Wilderness Lodge because of the economic situation or whatever might be the case, they were not running the boat. And the trail they used to have that carried you, you could walk down a trail over to uh, Fort Wilderness from Wilderness Lodge. That had been closed because of construction on the new DVC unit over there. So we asked at the front desk and after uh, going back and forth between the the front desk person and manager, they did say, yeah, the buses are available to run. But then we got to the bus and waited half an hour before bus drivers informed us, yeah, no buses aren't running either between Fort Willie. So that was a little bit of a frustration. Also, we wanted to go someplace else to eat. And so at one point we wanted to go over to the Contemporary and maybe take the monorail to the Polynesian or over to Gasparilla's, the Grand Floridian. And uh, we could take a boat to the Magic Kingdom, but we couldn't take it to the contemporary. We could then take the monorail there, but the monorail was only operating until an hour after the Magic Kingdom closed, making it closing at eight. And so we weren't able to really enjoy that. We had to kind of rush that experience through. So transportation to and from the parks and from other resorts and so forth, there are some limitations. There are covid 19 safe, I would say, but they have, they have very much limited the amount of transportation going on. Now, let's talk about the very different thing that we experienced. We stayed in a room. We'd been to the resort many, many times, dined many, many occasions, and now we're finally staying in a room, which was a Boulder Ridge Deluxe Studio Villa. Maybe I should have done my homework. I knew the Boulder Ridge Room was in that other section, but I love that other section I've been in the lobby many times the Carolwood Pacific display and everything the fireplace the 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 carved animals I think it's very beautiful very different very beautiful So I trusted the rooms made and let me just back up a second I stayed in a lot of hotel rooms, maybe not at Disney World more than a dozen times, but I have stayed in Disney resort hotels worldwide from Shanghai to Hong Kong, to Paris, to Disneyland, all the hotels at Disneyland. I have been in a lot of Disney hotels over the years. I have also, because of my travels and the business I do, providing programs on customer service and leadership, and management to other organizations. Over the years, I've achieved titanium elite status with Marriott, not to brag, but just to simply say, I have spent way too much time of my life in hotel rooms. I can tell you that just by walking the hallway of a Marriott hotel, I can tell you which kind of hotel I am staying at. It's that bad in terms of my stay. and. Beyond that, before Starwood became part of Marriott, I was actually a consultant for several years with Starwood Hotels, helping them improve their customer service and leadership. So we stayed in a multitude of Starwood Hotels. All of that being said, for one reason, I've done hotels, I know hotel rooms. I have a pretty good sense of what this kind of experience should look like and what I should expect from a hotel that even though it was discounted by about 40%, 30-40%, I can't remember exactly how much, I still know what I should be val- what I should be getting for the money. That said, I do not think I have stayed in a worse room at Disney in my entire experience. This was incredibly unimpressive the square footage was like 356, I think. That wasn't terribly small. The queen-size bed, I'm thinking maybe the queen was a lot smaller in the Wild West. I don't know, but that bed was way too small. The room decor was way too dark. There was not enough lighting in the room. Um, unless you pulled your shades and, and, and your curtains open, Um, at which point, you know, but if you had to close them, it just darkened the room terribly. The colors in the room, I think the last renovation was around 2014 and I had heard that maybe they were overdue for a renovation, but I I just looked at this room and I cannot tell you how disappointed I was about having to stay in this room. It was surprising in terms of the quality of facility. And I was not expecting something as poor in quality. It was clean, but in terms of its its design, in terms of the furnishings, in terms of its layout, there's a kind of a conversation that's been going on for a little while here about the fact that Disney is kind of untheming the rooms, that they're making them more um, kind of using uh, white on white with decorative touches. We got that sense when we went to Pop Century about six, uh, about eight months ago. And they had just redone those rooms and they were, uh, it was it was a very nice, very functional. I will tell you the Pop Century room was better than this room. Um, if you look at the bathroom tile in the shower and I show a picture of this, I have to say, I love the tile. I love this aesthetic. But with everything else, it just looked old. Um, The only redeeming quality of this room is that I happened to pull down the little bed that you can have for a, a smaller youngster. And inside that bed, they had this wonderful little mural of Bambi, Nestling up against um, his mother with uh, the forest animals, thumper, and flower nearby, it was so cute. It was so Disney. Other than that, it was probably one of the most disappointing aspects of our stay and clearly the most disappointing room I have stayed on Disney property. So, here I am. I've been in this been around this hotel for 25 years or more. And the one thing I want to do is stay in a room and it was it was just so so. Maybe after a refurbishment it'll be better. I cannot believe that anyone who has spent invested in DVC would would accept the quality of that room. It should have been remodeled by now. in my my view. All that said and done, let me go back and talk about what makes this resort just amazing. And I will say that despite the room, I do believe that this hotel is probably the best Disney destination resort on property. Now, having said that, I probably need to stay at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. I have not had that. I've been at the Grand Floridian. I like this resort more. I have had, um, well, I actually had the King Kamehameha Suite, which is the top suite at Disney's Polynesian. That's another story. But, and I love the Polynesian Resort. Don't miss me in terms of access to the parks and that immersion. It probably would be my favorite hotel with that combination. But if you were just looking for a destination resort, just, I want to focus on the resort experience, not your access to theme parks, but just being in a resort, this is probably the best resort on property. And again, I haven't been to Disney's Animal Kingdom. I have to admit, you know, you have the animals outside. But Kidani Village is like a, it's like a, well, you really need to take more of a, a bus to Kidani Village from Jumbo House. It's really disconnected from the Jumbo House experience. And without the Jumbo House experience, I can't accept the fact that you would love that resort. You'd have to pretty much stay in Jumbo House. Um, also, the pool at Kidani Village is also separated by almost by a parking lot. It's just really weird in its 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 layout and design. So again i kind of have some questions around that aspect but here let me just say there are some really wonderful qualities to this resort first of all let's talk about food and beverage geyser point bar and grill one of the best places to go and get a sandwich or a snack Um, it is it is more a A bar in the same way that Oga's um, Cantina is a bar than it is a counter service restaurant like Docking Bay Um, and in fact you can't even mobile order at Geyser Point but it is it it is exceptionally good food. The only disappointment here is that they have limited the menu here and in other uh, restaurants on the property. Artist Point it was not open during my stay That was disappointing. I love artist point is, again, of all the Disney hotel restaurants on property, I think it's always been the best. However, not everybody agreed. And for that reason, about a year ago, they changed it all out to be themed to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which really is a German theme, not a Western theme. However, I think they've done a nice job. I do love Snow White and the Seven Doors. I would have tried this restaurant while I stayed here if it were open. But with COVID-19, it's currently not open. So that's a missed experience. Why, by the way, why I loved Artist Point was that they had these huge paintings on the wall. And these paintings were, um, were done by artists who would go out to um, these national parks and paint these huge paintings and then they would take them back to Congress. And this was their PowerPoint to get Congress to buy into funding the national parks. They would see the beauty from these paintings and that would inspire them to lend support uh, to these places of refuge. So I, I just love the story of that. But That has evolved, that's kind of changed out currently. Uh, We talked a little bit about Whispering Canyon Cafe. Still very friendly, very fun uh, place to enjoy. We've been there many times. Um, It's a great place to be. We spent, I chose for a number of reasons not to do sit down restaurants. We have just, I have done too many sit down restaurants of late. And I, we decided we were gonna go with the mobile ordering thing, which was not really, the problem was is you really don't have a lot of choices at, at night if you don't have a dining reservation. We ended up going to Roaring Fork for a snack in the evening or something. And we went there for breakfast in the morning and they're trying their best at Roaring Fork and it's mobile order, that was okay. Um, but I ordered chicken and waffles And had no idea that I would be getting a standard chicken strip with my Mickey waffles for breakfast. That was really disappointing. And then my wife ordered Banana Foster Royale, I think was the name of it. Which sounds really good until you see the pictures. We took of these items. When they put the whipped cream in a little container for the ketchup, it does not work. It, it, it was like it was like liquid foam by the time she opened it up because they put it into a hot box with the French. It, and I didn't see the bananas much other than the little pieces in the caramel type sauce they have. Again, a little disappointing. There are other kinds of things. I love the fact that they have grills available to DVC owners and that's kind of cool. I should mention that the mercantile store Wilderness Lodge Mercantile, one of the cute stores, love the totem pole outside, love a lot of the merchandise. We have been in there many times. We think this is one of the best retail locations, that and Polynesian's um, uh, retail location. Um, Reunion Station, they have a lot of activities and games and things for guests to enjoy. But our favorite, the amenity we enjoy the the most... Are the pools? They have two really superb pools. The first is the major guest pool that's covered with the lifeguards. It's got the slide. It's the one most people have seen, and it's it's really in a stunning location. It's a great little pool, not little. It's a big pool, and it's a, it's an impressive pool, resort pool. It's also got um, uh, a little. Um, uh, what do we call it? Um, uh, a place where kids, it's kind of a splash zone area. Um, that's very cute and clever with it. But, but the place we really enjoyed the most was, uh, the Copper Creek Springs pool area near our room. Uh, This was a quiet pool. We did not realize initially that while the other pool was 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., this pool was 7 a.m. in the morning until 11 p.m. at night. And let me tell you, my favorite memory was enjoying the evening at this pool. It is beautifully lit. They have these boulders, rocks that have been kind of cut out, you know, part of the, the boulder. Um ridge that's been carved into and they've got this water falling down on it and this these amber lights on it i'm telling you it was magical and beautiful there were these little uh places you could get um uh, lots of great choices in terms of uh just enjoying your time around the pool our the best part of our staycation was at that pool we just hung out there, enjoyed it. Even in the mornings when all the guests had gone out to the parks, we just, it was like it was our own uh, for for the first few hours of the day and just immersed ourselves with the landscaping, with everything in, involved. It was a beautiful, um, it was a beautiful experience. All in all, um, despite the room and despite um, The challenges with COVID-19. I would say this is the best Disney destination resort on property. Again, welcome trying Disney's Animal Kingdom when it's up full up, up and going. And neither none of these and I love Disney's Polynesian Resort. None of these compared to Alani in Hawaii, which honestly, we should have done what we love most. I'll have to get David together. We need to do one on that because the amenities, the the choices in recreation at Alani is really superb. Of course, you don't have a theme park outside, which is why a lot of even DVC people are not attracted to that resort staying there. But I assure you, if you want a vacation from your vacation, This is like the Disney Cruise Line. It gets you away from that. If you want a vacation while you're on vacation at Walt Disney World, I think Disney's Wilderness Lodge offers you the best choice. You can still enjoy the theme parks, but then when you get away, you're in a whole nother world. And that world is truly beautiful, well done. It is a gorgeous, operating. Well, that does it for today's Disney at Play podcast. We appreciate you joining us and we appreciate you subscribing so you make sure that you get notified when we have new podcasts coming. Make sure you also subscribe to disneyatplay.com and also our sister site disneyatwork.com so you can get notifications and also have access to our Star Wars Complete Guide to the Galaxy. Make sure Uh, you subscribe to our newsletter so you have access to that. Beyond that, we have J. Jeff Kober, our YouTube page. We're going to try to get some videos up on Wilderness Lodge there, so make sure you check that out. And just be sure to connect with us because we have so much to share from Walt Disney World and from the entire Disney theme parks around the world. So much to cover, so much to do. And in the words a sinbad storybook voyage always remember as alan menken wrote in his beautiful song follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see ya real soon